Hello, this is Seductive Storm, and welcome to my podcast. I hope you'll enjoy it from time to time. It'll just be me talking to you on topics, and other times I'll have co-hosts or people that I'm interviewing. So get ready for some real talk with Storm. Hey everyone, how are we doing? This is Taken, I'm sorry, not Taken, see, been too long, (laughs) Straight Talk with Storm. I've been getting emails from people, I've been getting text messages or DMs from people, and you guys have missed me, and I have missed you too. Um, just to give you a little bit of topics, um, about why I've been gone so long. And this might end up being a long podcast if I can actually find my notes. Because I had all these great things, right, that I wanted to talk about. And now I can't find any of those notes that I wrote down. And that seems to be the going story of my life. Um, but, so it might be freestyle, but it's probably still going to be a little long because I've been away for a while and there's been a lot to talk about within the world, within the television we watch, within the portrayal of sex work in the news and on TV and in reality, um, with women's rights in general. Um, I'm sure you guys already know this. I am pro-girl. I've always been pro-girl, but I love all genders. Don't get me wrong. Don't be mad. Please don't cancel me. I just happen to be pro-feminine or pro-feminist and a believer in female-led relationships just because that's who I am as a person. But if that's not for you, it don't have to be for you. I am still looking for these notes. So let's go back. Um, Like I said, I've been away a long time, and so I think one of the first things we're going to touch on um, that I haven't given my opinion on is the craziness of these abortion rules that have been made by the good old boys club um, that should not even be allowed to be made by the good old boy club because they don't have the ability to reproduce other than their sperm donations. They do not have a womb. They do not have eggs. And so, therefore, I consider their thoughts mute. Now, I will be honest. I will be honest. Um, Abortion is not something that we think of highly or do in my family. However, I still am a proponent for liberalism. And for other people having the choice to choose. Um, I do believe absolutely in it. In instances of rape, incest. uh, If your child is going to be born so deformed or hurt that it's not going to live over a few hours anyway. There are points where I can see that it happens. Um, But other than that, for me... That is just not something that I I want to see in my family. But I definitely, definitely, uh, 200% do not agree with taking that right away from women. And especially when 
The government is then not going to provide them with the mental health care they need, the grocery health care they need, the education health care they need, or anything else that they need after they force them to have these children. Um, I am... I feel sometimes every like I don't know how many of you watch A Handmaid's Tale, but I love that show. But the real world is getting so it's kind of close to that. And that is what is really crazy. I never thought when I started watching that show years ago that we'd almost be in this dystopian society where women's rights are slowly be slowly but also quickly um all at the same time being stripped away from them um it has just been a very crazy for those of you who find yourself in those situations if you ever need somebody to talk to uh help you do some research help you find out where you can go Feel free to reach out to me. My email is straighttalkwithstorm at gmail.com. Like I said, my opinions are only for my family only. If you find yourself needing an abortion and you don't quite know how to go about it and you want someone to help you do your research to see what your best options are, I am always available for that. Um, and no snitching here involved. Um, I believe in live and let live so long as you're not hurting other people. And that's your body, your choice. And it should always be that. I don't know how many of you ever watch or listen to the Rory and Maul podcast. They started out with Joe Budden a few years ago. Does anyone listen to that? Um... I I find that podcast to be extremely misogynistic. I find most male podcasts to be extremely misogynistic, if we're going to be honest. But I notice whenever they mention uh, sex workers or prostitutes, it becomes extremely misogynistic. And I just want to touch on that because you never know who's listening out there. And so they were talking about American Gigolo, the show, the remake from the Richard Gere movie. Uh, I have not seen it. Not something I probably will watch. Because um, sometimes I feel like the the original is the better version. I don't need to see the redo. And I'm also very tired of Hollywood being lazy and just giving us a redo after redo after redo. Where is the originality? Um, but anyway, American Gigolo is about a male sex worker. But when they talk about him being a sex worker, they don't do the smirks, the giggles, the laughter. And so Rory and Maul, if you happen to catch wind of this or if anyone's never listened to the Rory and Maul show and enough of you go listen to it and then make your opinions heard, uh, that could be a good thing because we got to get some equality. Um, Male sex work doesn't get some badge of honor while female sex work is still frowned upon. Um, I've said this many times, whether men's egos want to hear it or not, the truth of the matter is all relationships between men and women, for the most part, unless you find the dumbest woman on the planet, are business transactions. Um, even if the woman doesn't know it. But in the back of the head, the man has a plan. He takes you to a nice restaurant. 
Maybe he even rented a hotel uh, room or he took you back to your home, turned Netflix and chill on. And he expects that if he took you, especially to a top caliber restaurant and got some nice wine and stuff, that he's going to, you know, get a little something, something. He might not expect to get the whole kit and caboodle, but he is expecting some form of affection repayment, as I like to call it. Men, if you are married, we all know that if you do not provide your wife with your paycheck or at least a portion of it, you're sleeping on the couch. You're not getting any of the cookie. And like I said, and and, and there are some women who are just very old school. I don't want to keep calling people stupid, so I'll say old school, but to me it's ridiculous. Um, for me to be in a relationship and not be getting any of what I need while giving the other person everything they need. And that's regardless of gender. Um, so that and then where did I see on TV like a really cool uh, expression of a sex worker? I'm trying to remember what I was watching. This is why I should have my notes that I now can't find. Because there are many of them where it's portrayed not so bad of a way. Um, I like it on um, the new remake of Interview with Vampire on AMC. Don't mind it there. But this was something else. I don't know if it was an episode of something on ID. I'm not sure where it would have been. Like I said, I watched so much stuff. But um, the, they did not use the word prostitute. They did not use the word hooker. And I think it was actually some police that were talking. They did not use no human involved. They used the correct term for once in their lives, which was sex worker. And I appreciated that. And so we're clear, if there's any gentlemen listening, you do realize sex work has many layers. It's just like an onion. Only fans providers are sex workers strippers are sex workers porn stars are strip workers i mean are sex workers sorry um people who sell fetish pics sex workers um dominatrices and submissive workers still sex workers even though their rules and how they go about things are different it's all in the form of sex work. Um, sex work does not have to mean that anyone is touching anyone. All sex work means is that you are arousing a person even if they are getting themselves off. So I want to be clear on that. When you say you're a sex worker, a lot of people instantly think uh, a street walker or the worst case scenario they've seen on TV. So I'm going to be 100 and keep it real. Um... I have been estranged now for two years from one of my adult kids, uh, my oldest son. Um, the amount of just hatred and anger there, we're not even going to get into. Um, but he did some very terrible things, and I can't really find the forgiveness in my heart, even though it's my son. I've always believed that uh, there are some monstrous deeds and levels of evil that does not make it okay, even if y'all are family. And I stand by that statement. Doesn't mean I don't love him. Of course I do. Doesn't mean that if something happened to him, I wouldn't still have a fit. 
of course I would um, but for now separation is best so then a few weeks ago my oldest child my firstborn my daughter she's about to be 34 got on the phone with my now 17 daughter and said all kinds of really horrible things about me as a sex worker and other things but no one was complaining when they were getting Jordans and Timberlands and having birthday parties and when in all actuality it allowed me more time with them because if we're gonna keep it a hundred I used to work 12 to 16 hour nursing shifts as a CNA and they never saw me and that to me is worse parenting because they don't get to see you there's no quality time with your child so I have no shame um, for how I lived my life and if they're waiting for me to have shame they won't find that I produce any because I can't give you something I don't have I I am not ashamed of that um, I wouldn't even have had my youngest child if it weren't for that it gave me her and she's like the spark of the whole family everyone loves her so you know i i can't say sorry for things i'm not sorry for nor will i um i stand firm in my beliefs of things i stand strong if i say something and someone asks me did i say it i'm gonna tell them i said it i'm not scared to do that um but back to the point um I don't know why we have to keep making the world understand, especially our kids, that sex work is work. And for the record, this stereotypical view of sex work that you see on TV, there are some girls who are as, what was it? Wasn't it Rick James? She's the very freaky girl, the kind you won't take home to mother or y'all can do the Nicki Minaj remix version in your head. I'm, I'm from the 70s, so the other version's what I'm familiar with. But... I was always a sex worker my whole 20-year career, and this is no bullshit, no lie. Um, and if my fiancé was here and not at work right now, he could attest to it. Um, I have mentored other sex workers who couldn't believe men would just come over, hand me envelopes with money, just for me and my family and not expect anything. I have always been a sex worker who only had actual sexual intercourse with about 20% of her clients 20% the other 80 I was known for things like overnights where we cuddled watch movies together listen to opera uh, gave massages prostate massages domination um, I if I wanted to sleep with you or if that was our agreement like the 20% it happened but my daughter is painting a picture, and so is my older son, that I was 100% getting, getting like slammed and sucking dick all day. And that is not at all what my life was. And I think most of y'all who have even had me talk to you about mentorship or come to me about websites, I think you can tell that that's not what I was. Um, I remember telling men who just expected a whole hour of oral, I remember saying to them, I am too pretty and too intelligent to keep my head in your crotch for an hour. And you know what? They respected it when I said it. 
won't work for everybody, but it worked for me. Um, nothing to those who get their shit off that way, though. Because I had a partner who she loved oral so much and doing it to men that it would make her super wet and make her come. Everybody has their thing. But I'm more of a sapiosexual. I wanted when I was with you to have dinner with you, enjoy your company. Um, there was some intimacy. And like I said, on about 20% of those dates, they were just like anybody else's date. But it wasn't my 100% of a time how my dates went. And this is the version of me that my older children are trying to sell. And it's funny, I find myself venting to my public, but I bet there's a lot of you older girls out here who have adult children who look back on their youth and try to present you the same way. And they have no idea what you went through at all. Um, While we're talking TV shows and stuff, has anybody been watching... What is his name? The is it is his last name Hammer? Uh why can't I think of it now? Kind of young looking guy, um, actor. I know you know what I'm talking about. I unfortunately just can't think of it now. I think it the last name is Hammer. Um, how he treated sex workers. There's so many shows that are just imagine that like this handsome young yet mentally just off guy pursuing you and making it hell for you like whether you were a regular girl a sex worker whatever you were um i just wanted to mention that tv too i'm always trying to tell people interesting and good things to watch because you know the world is full of plenty of plenty of them lately there is another really good podcast with these two black chicks. I cannot think of the name of it right now. But from time to time, um, you'll hear them mentioned on the Rory Mall show. Um, once in a while, there'll even be guests there. I think the name of the show has the word whore in it somewhere. Let me see real quick if I can find it. Um, let me see. You hearing me typing? Let me see if I can find it. That's not. It's these two girls who host it, and I actually like it. Um, and of course now I can't find it. And it seems like it would be like the easiest thing in the world to find because it's a pretty popular podcast. But I can't find it. But there are these two black girls, and they're very sexually open. And um, if you're looking for the opposite of Roy and Maul, if you're looking for one that's more female, female empowering and really is a good listen, then that would be the one. I'm so mad that I can't find this title for y'all. And like my fiance like listens to that one too all the time, and I cannot now find the name of it, but it's 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 awesome. It's it's really it's it's really really awesome. I can't think of what it's called. So, but they're both from New York. One of them has like a short Amber Rose cut, 
and let's all hail Mother Amber. Um, you know, and uh, I forget what the other girl looks like, honestly. She's not bad looking, but she has longer hair. Um, but those just look, be on the lookout for podcasts that empower us and don't find running jokes to make out of us. I don't listen to podcasts very much. Um, my fiance does. So I kind of, um, am brought in the loop that way. But for me, I find most of them just not to be the way I would like for them to be, especially when we're dealing with women. Um, I'm a black woman, but if we're going to be completely honest, um, women, period, women, no matter what race they are, we are the most underrated and mistreated group of people other than transgender people. And no one wants to hear that or discuss that, but that's absolutely true. So... Watch, I'll find the notes for what this podcast was actually like the main topics at some later date. And I'm going to be so mad about it. But um, I do want to let you guys know what else is going on in my world. I do have some of you, if you haven't heard, I'm getting married on May 14th of 2023. And the wedding is in Miami. And I think of some of you, I think of the whole community like a family, but I think of you, some of you as friends, even though we've never laid eyes on each other face to face. So some of you, hold one moment, please. It's my doctor's office. Okay, so I'm back. I'm so sorry about that. Doctor had to call. And guess what I found? I found my list of topics. So we already spoke on misogyny, but now I know where I wanted to take it deeper. Misogyny is taught behavior. Um, I made sure I never taught my kids misogyny, although I have, Lord Jesus help me, two misogynistic adult sons and I don't know where they got it um I think sometimes when you're a powerful mother like I am a powerful woman with almost masculine way of thinking your sons have issue with it and then they grow up and they want to be super masculine because they resent you for how strong you were as their mother um Kind of like some men have a fetish of being extremely dominant because their mother was overbearing. That's the only thing I can think can happen because I taught them the opposite of misogyny. Um, But we're talking about mothers who really teach their sons um, that a woman should, should be expected. Like if you watch the family Chantel, you know, Pedro and Chantel are breaking up. And you just watch that dynamic. I know different ethnic groups have different beliefs, but people are people, humans are humans. And I think your ethnic background is an excuse for negative behavior. It's my take. You know, I I, I apologize, I guess, if I offend anyone. But I understand why those things started many centuries ago. 
but we're getting ready to be in 2023. And I think in 2023, we got to do better. So to mothers who teach their sons that can't play with doll babies because it's a sign of gayness. First of all, shouldn't matter you what your son grows up to be as long as he's loved and he's loved properly and he's happy. Dolls also teach nurturing. Did you know some of the first dolls were ancient Egyptian dolls that were given to the Pharaoh's sons? The children who were royalty had dolls because they didn't get to socialize with the other children, so they were lonely. So dolls have nothing to do with femininity or masculinity. They're simply for coping, they're simply for friendship, and they're simply to teach nurturing. Let's stop poisoning our children thinking little boys can't play with dolls and little girls can't play with trucks. Let's let's stop doing that when they're little kids just simply trying to have fun. Mothers, stop teaching your sons that basically his wife or girlfriend is going to become his secondary mother should you approve her. Because that's another thing I find that's ridiculous. Mothers approve their son's girlfriends, especially if it's going to be a wife. We don't care so much, and I might even be slightly guilty of this. We don't care so much about the ones we know are going to be fly by night. But the ones that we fear will be around for a while, we size them up and we get to work. I personally try to stay as far out of my adult children's relationships as possible. I think it's best that way. Um, But there are a lot of mothers who teach. The only thing I want a woman to be able to do for my son, but only on the days she feels like it, is be able to cook a good meal. And that's more a concern because of the fact that she may one day have children. I don't really care if she figures out how to feed my son. It's nice to do once a week for him, but I feel like my son should also, it's it's whoever gets home from work first. It's whoever's not the most tired. It has absolutely nothing to do with gender. So I feel like your son needs to know how to cook and your daughter needs to know how to cook. Both sets of your kids need to know how to cook. It is an adult skill that everyone should have for survival. Unfortunately, my fiance cannot cook. Um, He has said, he has finally agreed he's going to try to let me teach him. But um, I had an earlier crisis this year where I had a breast lump. And until we were sure that it was nothing, he did figure out how to make a few things like homemade hash browns, uh, you know, great eggs. Uh, He's great at breakfast foods. He always has been. He just can't cook dinners. And I like breakfast food, but I don't want to eat it all day. But he was trying. Um, mothers and fathers who teach their sons that that's the man's job to lead. A man can't lead me if he can't lead himself. And we have a lot of men out here who don't know how to lead themselves. So no, sir, you cannot lead me. Not only that, my father already raised me. I don't need another father. Um, and I know some girls love calling their man daddy, zaddy, all of that. Every time I hear it, it makes my stomach turn personally because it's like this weird play on words. And I get that it's supposed to be a little sexy, but I'm sure we can come up with something else. Again, though, if you like it, I love it. I'm not telling you how to reflect your sexuality and your relationship. I'm just sharing my thoughts on things and how we're encouraging misogyny in children. 
and in men that are going and in children they're going to be men one day we're teaching women to basically become their husband's second mother wash his clothes run his bath water cook every meal for him don't make him have to do anything have the house perfectly clean every day when he comes home why can't chores be equally divided why can't he help me because i work all day too we have to stop teaching them that and we have to teach men how to also be present good parents a man can change a damn diaper i've heard so many men say that's your job to a woman no she didn't get pregnant alone she shouldn't handle parenting alone i just nothing makes me angrier than a mother telling her son she should be doing the laundry she should be cooking she should listen to you you the man of the house this kind of stuff no not acceptable i don't care if it's what was taught to you i don't care if that's how you grew up as a little girl and what you were taught it's time for a change because women are equal to men we are just as smart if not smarter than men and we should not have to kiss your son's ass to be happy all right let's stop teaching that mental illness so sharing I have the lowest spectrum of bipolar they just found out. I have anxiety, which I've had since childhood. And I also now, for the last year, have suffered from major depressive disorder. All while trying to work hard. All while planning a wedding. All while still trying to have a love life. And a life with the remaining children I have who speak to me is hard. I'm on more medication than you could imagine. Um, I've even had to extend times on websites um, because of it. And also because my partner works as a webmaster for an actual company here in Atlanta during the day. So our turnaround time is slower than it used to be. But I want to let you know something. I have found... That my rage sometimes at my fiance is something I need. Because my medicine has made me finally realize the things he does. Probably subconsciously without thinking. That to me feel slightly misogynistic. Now, and I always had a mouth and always had a voice. And will always fuck a dude up if I need to. But now... We really have open communication where um, I'm really saying when something he does makes me angry. I'm really saying when this is my boundary and if you can't live up to it or do it, then we not working. Because I'm not going to just even little nicknames he has for me. Someone will be like, I don't like that. Don't call me that. He thinks they're cute, but to me, they sound like you're talking to a little girl and I'm a 52 year old woman. So I think um, there is no shame. We got a lot of woke people who think that mental illness, meds, and saying you have one is just a crutch. No, I wake up in the morning feeling miserable. Like, every day is going to be hell for me. I wake up that way every morning. 
the medicine helps. I needed it. I can't speak for anyone else and what they needed, but I was waking up every morning because it was such an adjustment from going from working for myself for 20 years and not having to answer to anyone to then working in the corporate world where I do have to realize I'm not the boss and I am still struggling with that. Then on top of it, menopause and the hormonal loss. So for me, even though I'm waking up next to someone I loved, even though my child is here that I love, I hated waking up. I didn't feel like I wanted to die, but I hated knowing I had to open my eyes, move, and do anything. And if it wasn't for my partner, a lot of our websites probably wouldn't have got done this year. So thanks to him. Thank you so much, babe. Thank you so much for continuing to help me grow Taken by Storm because I've needed it. Um, The meds have got me almost back to normal now. I'd say I'm about 80% normal. I'm not 100% the storm I was, but I'm coming around. Um, But life after retirement, uh, life after retirement was tough, Uh, still is. And it's been three years now. Um, Like I said, I live, breathe, eat sex work still. Uh, I don't find as much time to be on social media and as active with you guys as I used to be because of my work. But I can tell you, I I never turn my nose up and go, I'm not one of them no more. I never turn my nose up and go, that don't apply to me no more. I left that shit behind. I never do that because, first of all, anything could happen in my life and I could end up right back there. Secondly, because I had no shame in it, like I said, I took care of five kids with no welfare, no government support. I think I might have had government support while being a sex worker for three months max. Um, And I did this shit for 20 years. So, I just wanted to let you know that I do see here, American Horror Stories had this one episode with these milkmaids. This is a TV show I wanted to talk about. And it was just so crazy because they were blaming them for being sex workers and stuff. And she pulled some pus out of her pussy on and, and put it in this man's mouth. And it, it was crazy how they figured out that she didn't have smallpox. She didn't have any venereal diseases. But that she she actually and the other milkmaid who they ended up killing actually were the cure because they had cowpox. But it was just another one of those moments. Um, where there was a lot of negative energy about sex work. And I love how the writers of American Horror Story made the sex worker the savior of the story. I I love that. I love that episode. Now, that's American Horror Stories. You know, the one where each episode is different. It's not American Horror Story, which is about to start soon, and I can't wait. Um... 
Now we're going to touch on some other things that I've got going on. So, inflation's a bitch. The current state of the world is a bitch. Um, I am still here with my hands open as an assistant. And not to worry, I function uh, overtime at my uh, civilian job that is a lot like admin work when being an assistant. I spend a lot of time typing, uh, meetings, calendars at that job. So I don't want you to feel like, oh, she's mental now. She can't fulfill our needs. I can. Um, So I'm trying to make a lot of money um, by March. And I would appreciate... Um, I would appreciate greatly, you know, just just greatly, greatly, greatly. Um, any work you can throw my way. Um, so, during the months of September through November to mid-December, full admin assistant work will only be $150 a week for indies, meaning independent providers. It's usually 200 to 250 So I've made a nice slashing price on that for you guys. Um, the safety p- companion still exists. You can find that online as thesafetycompanion.com. Please take a look at that. Um, that may be a way for you guys to have help with screening and clients and mentorship even if you can't afford to pay weekly this is something that's a little different um where you pay a hundred dollars monthly um think of it almost like verify him had a baby with preferred 411 um that's another one of my sites and projects and then we are still offering, I'm still offering, um, some of my partner sites are still more expensive because of the type of sites he does. We are still looking for more website customers. We offer two websites at $325 a piece. This includes free two months SEO, copywriting, help with your branding, one free mentorship session, one free site-based email. Now, I do also have another package that was called the Superstorm Perks Package. That is on my site, takenbystorm.co. That site, I mean, uh, that originally was a service that if all added together, it would have been worth $3,500. I was already offering it at $900 with Perks Galore. From today, the 10th of October until mid-March, you can get the Storm Super Marketing Package. And that's for the girl who's serious and on her grind and really, really, really want to understand this machine that is sex work. For just $600. $600 a month gets you everything, including assistant, web design, mentorship, branding, just everything. Anything you could imagine you need, 
all in one shop, all in one stop shopping. Um, you won't have to go to one person for web design, one person for copyright, one person for this or that. I do it all for you for just six hundred dollars a month. That's real. I'm willing to draw up contracts on it. I'm not going to switch it up on you. Um, you have to commit, and I have to commit. And I'm sure we can build a good relationship. And I'm sure this can help some of you. I had someone ask me the other day <clears throat> about screening help. I'm doing her website. Um, but she doesn't want an assistant, actually. So I thought I would offer you all the same thing. Screening screening is not easy, um, especially when you're new. I don't care who tells you it is. I'm going to tell you the facts, the truth. Screening is not easy when you're new and you're still trying to get your grounding and your footing yourself. It is not easy. Don't let people lie to you and tell you it is because it's not. You can end up in jail. You can end up with your reputation ruined so you can't find another job. You can end up several things. Screening is important mainly for me. Not even so much to protect you from getting hammed up with the police that's a misdemeanor not even so much you know just so you know exactly who's coming it's more for me about you left notice with someone a safekeeper i call it as to the name the phone number and the address of where you were going so that if you do not return we knew where to look for you i strongly suggest any new sex worker or baby sex workers we call you out here in our realm i strongly suggest three months three months just 90 days of having an assistant or having a screening trainer so when i train someone for screening each session with them with me is 75 dollars um when I begin, and that includes me shadowing you through the week, which means you send me your email, your text. I go through and highlight what you need to ask. I tell you what to look for. You can talk to me on the phone as well. Take notes if you need. But when I'm your actual screener for that first three months, I do find that's the better way to do it because you're still shadowing me and I'm still shadowing you too. But to really, really getting in the pool and really finding out. Because clients are different depending on where they come from. A lot of people don't think so, but I know so. I did it for 20 years. Your freestyle client's going to be slightly different. Your Eros guy is going to be slightly different than any of these, I call them skimming sites that rip ads from anywhere on the internet. Though your skip the games and cheapo site guys, dear God, they're going to be terribly different in a bad way. So you need to learn, depending on where you sit at with your rate, your images, and how we can brand you. You need to learn seriously how to screen for your safety. And it's not a one time we talk, I told you how to do it, now run along and you've got it. I really suggest shadowing another companion or retired companion who's done this for a while and really learning how that's going to work for you. I had a lady reach out to me today. 
through email who helps with financial security and helping uh, companions grow their financial equity. And so my next podcast is likely to feature her. So be on the lookout for that. I wanted to say just um, there will be, depending on how my guest list goes, I've already invited a few of you to my wedding. Um, A few more of you may end up being invited as well. So you never know. If I hit your DM, you should look at it because more than likely, it's me inviting you to a wedding in Miami. And who the hell doesn't like Miami? Um, it's an indoor wedding, but it is at a water form, waterfront, very nice venue. Um, we are going to have a five-hour open premium bar. It's going to be lit. And it is not going to be a traditional wedding. It's going to be traditional at some points, but it's going to be a visual experience that you just have to be there to see. Um, at any rate, I'll update, I'll put more information up at least once or twice a week on all the sales we're offering with TakenByStorm.co. I'm still here, ladies, if you need me for anything. Do not hesitate to reach out for my guidance. 20 years is a long time, so I know what I'm talking about. Um, Nothing against the girls who have only been doing it the last five years, the last eight years, the last 10 years, but I did it for 20 and I feel like I'm the OG, triple OG. I call myself Mama Storm to y'all because a lot of y'all call me that already. Auntie, whatever you want to call me, uh, I'm here to help you. And I know that I can help you. So reach out to me, all right? Don't be a stranger. Again, that's Storm at gmail.com. You take care. Till next time. Oh, one more thing. You can find me on the internet on Twitter at Straight Talk with Storm. You can also find me at Storm Assist, Assist with an S on the end. And my main account is at Supergirl Storm. Take care now.